from Duck Creek Technologies, it's Conversations on the Creek, the podcast series where we interview thought leaders about how the latest insure tech is transforming the PNC insurance industry. Filling in as the guest host for today's episode, here's Duck Creek's chief enterprise architect, Quinn Easterbrook. Thanks, Rob. And uh, today I'm joined with uh, Raj Jamal, who is the managing director at Ernst & Young uh, in financial services. Raj, how are you today? I'm doing excellent, uh, Quinn. Uh, nice to see you again. It's good to see you too. Uh, so I've got a couple questions uh, that I wanted to kind of run through with you that are uh, around our most recent uh, hatchathon that we sponsored at our Formation 22 event. Um, and I know that Ernst & Young was a, was, a, was a huge sponsor for us, and we really appreciate your support. Um, but just wanted to take a few minutes to run through some uh, questions that to get a little bit more insight from your perspective. So uh, if you're ready, we can jump in. Yeah, absolutely ready. Let's go ahead. All right. So uh, first question I have is, so why did uh, uh, Ernst & Young sponsor the Hatchathon and what do you expect to see as a benefit? Uh, so Quinn, uh, we truly believe in the power of innovation. Uh, it's a key focus area for Ernst & Young and uh, our 300,000 plus uh, global workforce that they live by this mantra on a daily basis. So the concept of a Hatchathon fully aligns with this value. And that's one of the main reasons we decided to sponsor it. Now, we know that Duck Creek is a leader in PNC transformation space, uh, especially uh, with their uh, matured SaaS offering. And uh, we wanted to be a catalyst in building an ecosystem where people can come together, uh, conceptualize some great ideas, uh, which eventually help our customers transform their business. And by the way, I, I love the name Hatchathon as well. <laughs> it, is a, it is a good play on words. It's one of my favorites. Um, all right. So, uh, so why do you, or how do you define innovation and why does it matter? So, so for me personally, uh, I think innovation is the right combination of uh, creativity and practicality to solve our problems. Uh, it doesn't have to be disruptive and radical ideas all the time, uh, but even incremental improvements are innovation. So we, we strongly, strongly encourage innovation in everything we do at EY. And uh, so, so, you know, uh, I mean, as, as you believe, right, we are building a better working world. I mean, that's, that's the uh, tagline for Ernst & Young. Uh, and that's not just for us, for our customers and, and all our alliance partners. And that can only happen when we are uh, constantly innovating. Cool. Um, so why is innovation so uh, difficult and what can you think of to make it a little bit easier? So status quo is always comfortable, right? And uh, see, human nature is to stay in the comfort zone. Uh, change is always difficult. Uh, so I remember one of my earlier friends told me it's it's like smoking, right? So it's very difficult to uh, get rid of, you know, once you get into a habit. Uh, from a from a corporate tech uh, perspective, uh, there, there are quite a few reasons why why it's why it's difficult, right? So the whole culture of innovation. I mean, if you're not really promoting innovation within the organization, it becomes really, really difficult to innovate. And, and we keep doing the same things over and over again. The diversity of ideas and, uh, and sometimes that just comes from the diversity of the workforce. So if you don't have a diverse workforce, uh, there is no diversity of ideas. And, and again, it's the same set of thought process, you know, which goes around. The, I, th I think the organization also needs to really actively uh, promote policies and incentives geared towards innovation. 
that can really uh, again act as a catalyst in uh, building an ecosystem uh, which brings you a lot of ideas and, and i think finally and the most important one is uh, the acceptance of failure i mean i i don't think we spend enough time on that it's okay to fail uh, we should encourage people to take the chances and and fail. even if it doesn't work out uh, that's perfectly fine so if we, if we just focus on these two three things uh, I, i don't think innovation uh, you know would remain so difficult yeah diversity of thought and uh, and failing fast and finding a better way is always the easiest way to get us over the line so absolutely Uh so what new uh technology or innovation uh do you think will be most transformative for the insurance industry? Uh so so if you read the latest EY research reports uh, you know there are three mega trends and I'm going to talk about two of them uh, which specifically relate to insurance uh that that you know we feel is going to make a big difference uh, in the near future. So one is uh, sustainability and the other is open insurance and ecosystem. uh so on the first part uh, first part uh, sustainability the regulators are uh, increasingly viewing climate change as a systematic risk right for the insurers and uh, they are asking them to conduct uh, these climate uh, change based scenario analysis and stress testing uh, to assess their resilience against these risks i mean we feel on that front insurers have a historic opportunity to lead innovate and not just grow but grow purposefully Uh, I think at this point there is no other sector who is better positioned to model the huge range of climate risks and develop protections against them. Everybody has to move towards it uh, due to regulatory reasons, due to humanitarian reasons, and insurer carriers uh, are going to be a key investor and leader in in the transition to a greener economy. the other one is uh, you know your your open insurance and ecosystem now that's again is going to play a big part now this is obviously in response to the changing customer needs and expectations so so there is a increased demand for affordable transparent and customized insurance that better adapts to the evolving conditions and can be easily adjusted as needs change so as part of the ecosystem you know consumer will share financial information with each other seamlessly and securely with other firms and gain access to better products pricing and rates and in general to transact more easily with with each other this is really picking up uh, in europe already uh, i think us is catching up but i i see this uh, quickly catching up in us uh, very soon and the final one i think i think that this additional one uh, you know we can probably talk about is embedded insurance which is becoming a key theme Uh, across the globe uh, so you know it's it's another key trend that's really heating up and we, we we're going to see a lot more oems selling protections at the point of sale yeah so on, on the technology front i think i think uh, that the still cloud and saas model has a way to go i know cloud has picked up really well in the last couple of years but uh, the the insurance as a service software as a service model uh, i think is the is the direction to go uh even even the uh you know names which have be- which have become familiar uh, right now with with folks you know artificial intelligence machine learning internet of things uh they have been there for a while but they have not really been exploited fully in the property and casualty world large commercial insurance space again is largely untouched right due to due to regulations uh, but but still i think there is a lot of room for uh, innovation there 
Uh, and then we, we are not even talking about uh, insurance and metaverse at this point, which is a favorite topic of uh, some of our friends in Ernst & Young uh, uh, nowadays. Awesome. Thanks, Raj. Um, so how does uh, Ernst & Young approach in innovation internally and externally? Uh, so, so we at uh, Ernst & Young uh, inculcate innovation in everyday working. So, so there are spot incentives for leaders to give out every time they see things happening uh, you know, differently. And this can be done on a day-to-day -day basis. So we have a purse which we can just give out to folks uh, in our project teams, uh, in our ecosystem where uh, you know, we, we see innovation happening. We, we also conduct innovation events and competitions run globally. Uh, some of these uh, uh, events, you know, the rewards on them internally are pretty, pretty exciting. And I, I personally wouldn't mind winning uh, some of uh, you know, those uh, some, at some point. Um, we, we obviously sponsor, uh, you know, events either through our alliances or in, in the insurtech community, uh, wherever, uh, innovation is encouraged. And, uh, in, in addition to that, uh, you know, we have uh, multiple global innovation centers, which we call as wave spaces. Uh, they're all fully connected centers and all feature a shared platform, uh, you know, that, that combines EY's experience in areas that include disruptive technologies, such as artificial intelligence, uh, you know, RPA, blockchain, data analytics, digital and cybersecurity, and, and combine that with, the, you know, our deep industry domain and regulatory experience. We, we bring our customers to these centers for dedicated uh, uh, innovation sessions, show them the art of the possible, and the most of the times go back with some really innovative solutions uh, that these customers can implement. So, and you listed off a bunch of areas um, uh, that you look and you drive innovation in. Are there any of those that you've seen more out of than any and than any other one? Uh, so, are you specifically talking about property and casualty uh, insurance? Uh, and like the the differences in the technologies, like RPA versus AIML versus blockchain, etc. So, so again, uh, it's their application to different areas in, in the value chain. Like, like if you look at the uh, blockchains, the smart contracts these days, I think that's a very good way to uh, do the claims processing. And that is going to be the future. Uh, AI and machine learning now has been there for a while, right? And uh, like, like I said, but then again, some of its applications are now really coming to the front. I mean, uh, on the artificial intelligence side of things, the, the aerial imagery, uh, and the weather analytics, uh, you know, some of these are playing a key role uh, in the way uh, the the policies are being built and and processed. Right, the fraud analytics aspect of it, uh, the AI augmented uh, underwriting. I mean, that that's playing uh, again a key role uh, through the AI uh, ecosystem. Uh, we we talked about again one thing we probably didn't talk about much is through APIs. Right, uh, the the open ecosystem again. So there, the mainstreaming of embedded insurance, the hyper-personalization of customer experiences, all that's happening uh, through, the, through the API. Uh, cloud, uh, I mean, again, uh, everybody's moving to the SaaS, uh, but, but you know, having more cloud-enabled uh, offerings, and there are quite a few insurtech in that space as well, uh, along with you know, some pandemic-related uh, uh, acceleration in adoption and spending, right? So that's, that's again, uh, you know, through the cloud offering, a lot of insurtechs are trying to solve that problem. Great. Um, 
So what, uh, what's, the, what's, what's some of the key outcomes you look to expect from rapid innovation? Uh, see, from, from this event, uh, I mean, I look at the best case and the worst case scenario. So the best case is we, we got a great set of ideas and, and some ready-to-deploy assets at, at our customers. Uh, the worst case is, you know, we, we made people think, gave them a space and the tools to innovate, and then prove out some of the ideas conceptually, and then building an ecosystem for the future, right? So, so, so that that's how you know I I'm looking at it, uh, and uh, I mean again uh, in the hackathon, uh, I saw some really uh, great ideas being presented. The customer advisory board was a really great forum to assess some of those, and uh, you know again uh, you know wish all the best to the team that won that competition. All right. So um, uh, the last question I have for you is, do you see programs like this to be more important for internal development uh, to increase speed to market or being able to contribute to the development community? And what's kind of the importance you look at from either one of those lenses? It's a combination of both, right? So, so we, we obviously, uh, there is an intention to build an ecosystem where uh, people can come together, uh, brainstorm ideas and uh, Again, uh, build build uh, you know a repository of these uh, ready to be deployed uh, accelerators or differentiators. Uh, having said that, obviously you know we 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 are also looking at it as uh, a forum where our teams can build something unique for our organization, which can be taken to the customers. All right. Well, Raj, I really appreciate you taking the time to. Uh to go through some of these questions and to, and to spend the, the time. And also for, I mean, we, we really appreciate you for your sponsorship and what you continue to kind of establish the innovation capability going forward um, with our, with external partners. Um, and uh, I think that's all the questions I have for you today. So thank you. Uh, thanks, Quinn. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you, Raj. Thank you, Quinn. And thank you all for tuning in today. Before we conclude today's episode, we'd like to mention that you can find all of our partner integrations, a lot of business kits, and other Duck Creek platform extensions on our website by visiting the Duck Creek Content Exchange on duckcreek.com. Also, if you're a solution provider looking to build an integration to Duck Creek, visit duckcreek.dev. Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out all of our other episodes and subscribe to Conversations on the Creek on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and duckcreek.com. See you in the next episode.